Welcome to Bravery Trek Run Ashore, a podcast for Bravery Trust in partnership with Content Group. Welcome to another episode of Run Ashore, the podcast series that follows this year's route for the Bravery Trust fundraiser, Bravery Trek. I'm Mark Cooper, and thank you for joining me. With the first week of the trek underway, we're kick-starting our journey to better understand 12 locations significant to the Royal Australian Navy around Sydney Harbour. Today, we're joined by Commander Aaron Scott, who will help us to better understand the history and the significance of HMAS Sydney One Memorial Mast. Aaron, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to be with you. Lovely. So, Aaron, perhaps you can start by telling us a little bit about your personal history. Yes, yeah, certainly, Mark. Um, uh, I'm uh, from Canberra originally, uh, born and raised in Canberra, and uh, I joined the Navy back in 2003. Uh, I was 17 at the time, and my parents drove me down to uh, our training officer training base at Jarvis Bay, and I had my 18th birthday in the Navy, uh, and since then I served on a variety of uh, ships um, right around Australia, uh, mostly based in Sydney, um, but also based in Cairns and Darwin and Perth, as well as overseas, uh, over nearly uh, 20 years now. So it's been a fantastic journey. Uh, I've got to study in the Navy as well. I've worked in a variety of interesting areas, including uh, at the waterfront and also in Navy capability. And uh, I'm here based in Sydney at HMAS Watson currently, and uh, certainly um, very proud to to still be a serving member in the Navy and uh, and really supportive of what the Bravery Trust is doing, uh, supporting our sailors and our veterans. Thank you, Aaron. That's a lovely introduction. And 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 thank you for everything that you do, uh, you know, for the Australian public. I think that anybody who puts on an Australian defence uniform and and serves on behalf of our country, uh, you know, it says a lot about about you as a person. And uh, and just thank you for what you do for us. Oh, thanks, Mark. That's uh, really appreciated. It's definitely a privilege to serve the Australian people, uh, not only overseas but uh, domestically as well. Yes. Um, so look, let's now move on to chat a little bit about HMAS Sydney Memorial One Mast. Um, Aaron, where, where is it located and what is the significance of the mast? Yes, yeah, certainly. So uh, the HMAS Sydney One Memorial Mast is, uh, is a piece of history. Uh, it came off the uh, first ship to be called HMAS Sydney, and uh, we might talk about that a little later on. It's located at the tip of Bradley's Head, uh, on the uh, on the northern side of Sydney Harbour, about halfway between the harbour entrance and the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Um, and if you're familiar with Taronga Zoo there in Sydney, it's just uh, near Taronga Zoo as well. Uh, the mast itself is uh, within an area uh, that's the Royal Australian Navy's Memorial Walk, and that uh, tells a little bit of information about some 22 different ships and submarines that have been lost in action over time. Uh, so it forms part of a broader uh, Navy memorial section there at uh, Bradley's Head as well. Yes, and that's certainly a lovely part of Sydney. Beautiful views there looking right across the Sydney Harbour and out through the heads. Yes, absolutely. And uh, if, you know, there's there's picnic spots down there as well, I, I'd certainly encourage any of your listeners that are based in Sydney to uh, make their way down there and have a look and just uh, appreciate the area. 
Yes. And, and having seen the mast, it's quite uh, magnificent when you look at the size of it and uh, its position. You know, it really um, stands out there on Bradley's head. It's, it's quite a beautiful location. Oh, it really is. Uh, and I understand that that site was chosen uh, because of its prominent location to be uh, really a memorial um, to a number of sailors that were, were lost in action um, from HMAS Sydney uh, in the First World War, um, but also just uh, to be a prominent reminder uh, to, to all people sort of sailing around Sydney Harbour of, uh, of the Navy and, and our service to the nation. Yes. So you just touched there um, nicely, Aaron, on some of the history of the mast and the ship itself. Could you tell us a little bit more about that history? Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, I guess uh, the the mast itself, Mark, is uh, is the foremast of the, the HMAS Sydney one. As I mentioned earlier, is the first ship to uh, be called HMAS Sydney. Uh, the ship itself had two masts, one fore or, or forward in the ship, uh, closest to the bow, and one uh, further down aft towards the rear of the ship. And it's really great that that piece of history uh, was preserved. The uh, The ship itself, uh, HMAS Sydney 1, was built in Glasgow in Scotland, uh, 1911. Um, and it was, uh, it was essentially bought and transferred to the Royal Australian Navy uh, along with uh, three other uh, ships of the same class uh, that are light cruisers. And they served uh, certainly with distinction during the First World War. Um, after the, uh, the First World War was wrapped up and, and the Navy was reducing the size of its fleet and, and modernising, uh, the mast was removed uh, when the ship was decommissioned in 1928 and then erected uh, in its current location as a memorial in 1934. And I understand in terms of its history when it was serving in World War One, it was involved in, a, in quite a famous um, naval battle with a German raider. Yes, that's right. Um, the HMAS Sydney 1 is, uh, is most notable, I guess, for that engagement uh, with the SMS Emden. Uh, Emden was a German raider that uh, was based uh, on, in the coast of China uh, at the outbreak of the war and and met up with the rest of the German fleet, uh, at which time it was uh, decided that uh, Emden would go and, and basically raid merchant ships and, uh, and other traffic uh, that was supporting the British. Um, and so it proceeded down through the Indonesian archipelago uh, and into the Indian Ocean primarily and was uh, sinking ships uh, right around Sri Lanka, uh, back in towards the coast of Malaysia and, and off the west coast of Australia. And that's where um, Sydney uh, caught up to it. Uh, Sydney was, at the time, involved in uh, escorting troop ships, uh, as you, you'd be aware. Um, Australia had committed to, uh, to have people serve uh, alongside uh, Great Britain over in the, in the Middle East and, as part of, uh, and Europe as part of the First World War campaign. And to arrive there safely, uh, we had to get our troop ships through the Indian Ocean and, uh, and over into Europe. And so Sydney was part of the, uh, the group that was tasked with escorting those, uh, those troop ships across. And uh, they got word that there was a, a foreign uh, ship, um, a suspicious ship uh, over near the Cocos Islands. And so Sydney was dispatched and, uh, and uh, ended up engaging with the, the Emden. Um, Emden, uh, despite having a, a shorter gunnery range actually um, landed the first uh, hits on Sydney. Sydney got in a little too close and, um, 
and Emden scored a couple of hits and that's where uh, we have the uh, the memorial aspect to the HMO Sydney one mast um, it is uh, is dedicated to the loss of life of uh, four sailors Petty Officer Lynch, Able Seaman Hoy, Able Seaman Sharp and Ordinary Seaman Bell uh, who lost their lives in that engagement. But ultimately Sydney one uh, found its range on the Emden, uh, managed to stay outside of further uh, gunnery action from that ship and uh, and uh, basically over the course of an hour or so pummeled uh, Emden with uh, with accurate gunfire and uh, the commanding officer of the German ship realising that the uh, engagement had been lost uh, decided after uh, over 130 of his own personnel had lost their lives that, that uh, he'd lost the battle and so he decided to ground his ship um, up on a reef and, uh, and, and basically save the rest of his ship's company from, uh, from sinking and so um, Sydney then ceased fire and um, and went to the aid of the uh, of the German um, sailors as well. And so uh, certainly, as I said, Sydney one is most notable for that engagement. It was Australia's first naval victory in a, in a ship to ship engagement sense, and uh, and a very proud moment I think for the nation um, in that aspect. Oh, that's a fascinating history. Thank you for sharing that, Aaron. Um, so in terms of the mast and HMAS Sydney, um, have there been other ships uh, since that have been named the Sydney? And, and if there are, um, can you tell us a, bit, a little bit about those ships? Yes, yeah, certainly, Mark. So uh, there's actually been five Sydneys or the, or, yeah, over the years. Um, so we've spoken quite a lot about uh, Sydney 1, uh, that's the ship with the mast uh, over at Bradley's Head there that we're speaking about today. Uh, Sydney 2 uh, came along after that. It was a light cruiser uh, and it was commissioned in 1935 and uh, it was actually lost in action with another German ship, uh, the Cormoran, uh, in November 1941. And, and some of your listeners may recall that uh, Sydney was lost off the coast of Western Australia with all hands on deck and for for a number of years uh it wasn't known what uh what the fate of that ship had really was and and how it uh how it came to be lost but uh it was um discovered in a sense um fairly recently and and that's confirmed the uh the reports that the german crew had at the time that uh, that sydney was lost in that uh, engagement with the cormoran um so after that uh, sydney three uh, came along sydney three looked very very different to the previous two it was actually an aircraft carrier um uh, it was actually the navy's first flat top aircraft carrier uh and it was commissioned in 1948 and served again with distinction right through until 1973 uh, alongside her her sister aircraft carrier hmas melbourne and then sydney four uh, some years later, was a guided missile frigate. Uh, it was commissioned in 1983, and and uh, it probably is the the most well known of of most of your listeners, um, certainly in the in the modern uh, context, because the ship was only decommissioned a few years ago in 2015. And it, in fact, I served on that ship, uh, HMIS Sydney Four, for a number of years, and uh, have really fond memories of uh, of Sydney um, and uh, and her ship's company. So. Uh, Sydney 4, I must declare to you today, is my favourite uh, Sydney of the five of them, uh, or at least so far. And now Sydney 5 uh, is a destroyer, one of Australia's 
uh, three Hobart-class guided missile destroyers, um, a very, very modern ship. Uh, she was commissioned in 2020, so she's only just really just getting started. And uh, alongside her sister ships, Hobart and Brisbane, uh, is doing really, really well in the service of our nation. So, so five Sydneys, uh, all of them look quite different. All of them have different personalities, but uh, they all have something in common, and that, that is each of them have a, a mast, and each uh, Sydney's mast is very unique to that ship, and its, uh, it's role and function I guess, is uh, unique to that ship as well. Oh, thank you for sharing that, Aaron. And, and yes, uh, I, one of the things that I've most enjoyed um, going to the National War Memorial here in Canberra, um, and for those that of you who have been uh, to Canberra to see it, um, there is a, a replay of the uh, naval battle um, of Sydney 2. Um, and it's, it's just fascinating to watch. Uh, of course, it was very exciting um, in recent years when they actually discover the location of it off WA. Um, absolutely. The other thing I was going to say, yeah, go ahead, Aaron. Yep. Oh, no, I was going to uh, absolutely agree with you. And, and I think that um, part of uh, the living history of our Navy is telling the story through um, people and, and through um, uh, living memory of, uh, of different events that happen over the course of history. And I'm certainly glad that the War Memorial uh, have a real focus on uh, the history and telling the people's story of our ships as well. Once again, thank you to Commander Aaron Scott for joining us today. I know I've learnt a lot and I'm sure that you, our listeners, have as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe to the series on your favourite podcast streaming platform. More episodes are available that follow the journey of the trek, but for the moment, keep working on those kilometres and bye for now. You've been listening to Bravery Trek Run Ashore. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all the latest episodes.